It's episode 591 of the Roadman Cyclone Podcast. Today I want to talk about whether you should work out twice in the same day. Let's cue that intro! Welcome to the Roadman Cycling Podcast. My name is Anthony Walsh. Six days a week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you on your journey towards health, happiness, and longevity. Now let's get into the show. Before I jump into today's podcast, I want to take a second to talk about a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because, well, I actually wanted to see what all the hype was about. I've been taking AG1 for about 12 weeks now, and I take it every morning before my coffee without fail. I even brought the handy little sachets with me on my latest adventure around Spain. Yep, that epic adventure I'm just home from, almost 2,000 kilometers. Usually after a big block like that in Spain, I get sick, I get cold sores, I get mouth ulcers, I get nasty saddle sores, and I have stomach issues due to the high sugar diet on the bike. I get extreme fatigue, but also, and frustratingly, I get restless sleep. But this time, I've recovered so well from my trip, and I really believe it's down to my use of AG1. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, it supports mental clarity and alertness, and it's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. AG1 has over 7,000 five-star reviews, and it's recommended by professional athletes throughout all sports. So what is this stuff? Okay, with one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water in the morning. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to optimize your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash roadman. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash roadman to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Roadman, welcome back to another Roadman Cycling Podcast. I hope everybody is having a great day so far. If you haven't had a chance, get back and check out yesterday's interview with Mr. Alex Howes. Sometimes an episode just clicks and I'm working really hard at the moment on interview style. I was watching Lex Friedman interviewing Kanye West a couple of weeks ago. It's the interview that Kanye, you know, quote unquote, got cancelled for. And at one point during the interview, Lex asks Kanye when they're talking about stress of his marriage breaking down. He said, and how did it affect your sleep? And just as the question was coming out of his mouth, Kanye interrupted him and said, no, no, Lex. You're better than that. You're better than that type of question. That's a Piers Morgan type question. At that moment, I had a little bit of a come to Jesus moment with my own podcast and said, you know what? I need to stop asking the Piers Morgan questions. I need to stop asking the lazy questions. I need to really focus and put the errors into something that's invisible, trying to hone that craft, trying to have better conversations, trying to ask better follow-up questions. And I'm working really, really hard on that at the moment. It's something that's a difficult process because you put time in and you don't really see an output straight away. And sometimes you don't see an output at all. But I hope that when I listen to an episode now and then I listen to an episode in 
four or five months time, I will have noticed an evolution of my questioning style. And I was really proud of yesterday's interview with Alex Howes for that reason. I'd worked so hard on that style of interview. It's an evolution. And if I listen back to yesterday and then six months ago, you know what? I'm proud of that evolution. And I know I won't be in six months time, but at the moment I'm celebrating it. So if you have a chance, go back and listen to that one because it's one of my favorite interviews I've put out in a long time. It's just a chilled out conversation with a really, really interesting guy. I want to talk about the merits of working out twice a day. Working out twice a day is very common in a lot of sports. Running, triathlon, swimming, even crossfitters work out twice a day. But cyclists rarely do split sessions, even when full-time. When I was riding full-time, I had all the time in the day to train. I used to wake up over in my little town of Pons, which was close to La Rochelle and Cognac, and I'd have the entire day just to ride my bike. But if I had to do a four-hour ride... I would rarely elect to do two hours in the morning and two hours in the evening. I'd simply just extend the ride and do a longer ride in one sitting. When you have nothing to do all day, though, you do become massively unproductive. So oftentimes, if I knew it was getting dark at six o'clock and I had a four-hour ride to do, I would just procrastinate all day, all day, all day until two o'clock when I'd get out the door at two o'clock, giving me that exact four-hour window to get back at six. And, you know, what's they say? tasks span to the time allocated to them and that was really true for me even on days like off like a monday i used to just do a recovery ride and my only real you know activity i had to get through on a monday was get my kit washed for the rest of the week it would take me all day just to get one wash put on massively unproductive anyway since i've been getting back training for the run-up to badlands i decided i'm a huge fan of coaching as you know we have the roadman coaching team behind the podcast and they are some of the best coaches in the game i'm so proud of what we've built this sort of five-step coaching platform of training strength and conditioning biohacking motivation and nutrition i really do believe that's the key to hitting your goals and i've spoke at length about frameworks and this is our framework that we've rinsed and repeated and honed over the course of 10 years but i knew when i was getting back into it i couldn't get one of the guys to coach me it just wouldn't be right to have one of the coaches on the team coaching you know who's technically the boss so i reached out to one of my old teammates ed veal i have a really kick-ass podcast i've recorded with ed and it's going to be out in the next week or so maybe two weeks Uh, i haven't looked at the upload schedule but it's a brilliant conversation where i talk about how ed is mentoring me the challenges of him coaching a coach but one of the things we've really leaned into since i got back training was this riding twice on some days. So getting up in the morning, doing a 90-minute easy ride, and then later in the evening, doing a 60- to 90-minute ride with some intensity in. I haven't done this very often in my cycling career. I've done it for a short period of time at track camps, where you might ride in the morning and do a track session in the evening. And I always found it super beneficial. But this time out, I was willing to concede to Ed's you know vast amount of years he's been at the top of the sport, and also running a business in tandem because it's something I've never successfully done. I've never successfully competed at the top of the sport while running a full-time working day. So I've always had sort of flexible working conditions. So I wanted to give it a try. And I have to say, I am impressed with it. One of the benefits I've really noticed is I'm not as tired as I am after a three-hour ride. If I go out the door and I do a three-hour ride and I come in, I'm massively unproductive for the rest of the day. I come in, I get my recovery shake, but my productivity's down like 20, 30% for the rest of the day. So I sometimes feel I have to come in, 
get a nap and then start into the rest of the day. But if you get up in the morning, nine o'clock, do a three hour ride, 12 o'clock, eat, shower, it's one o'clock, and then you start napping, you know, you're not really starting your work day until two, three o'clock. Not ideal if you have a super long work day. You're working till 10 o'clock at night and then doesn't leave a lot of space for hanging out with Sarah, etc. But what I've noticed if you're just riding 90 minutes in the morning, you come back, you have a bit of food and you're good to go for the day. You get a full work day in and then you have a 60 minute session in the evening. Works super, super well around my schedule. I suppose the big question is, is there a physiological benefit to riding twice a day? So I dug into some of the research on PubMed and the studies I found on it honestly didn't show much difference. Whether you do a single session of you know, say in this case, we're doing 90 minutes in the morning and 60 minutes in the evening. So two and a half hours total. It didn't find a massive difference doing a two and a half hour total or splitting it up over two parts in the day. The only difference was in the split session, uh, the only positive improvement and differentiator was an improvement in mitochondrial efficiency when training twice a day. But one of the pitfalls that was noted time and time again in this research when training twice a day, and it was signposted in almost every study I found, was the chance of low muscle glycogen. Now, in the short term, training with some amount of low muscle glycogen, it does seem to be beneficial and we get some positive adaptation from that. But if you're training for prolonged periods twice a day, you really need to be on point with your fueling strategies. On that end, it's worth going back and listening to a podcast I put out a couple of months ago with an Irish nutritionist called Orla Walsh. She talks about 120 grams of carbs being the new 60. By that, I mean, for a long time, we were told that when we're exercising, we need one gram of carbs per 60, sorry, one gram of carbs per kilogram of body weight per hour. So if you're a 60 kilogram rider, you need 60 grams of carbs per hour. If you're an 80 gram rider, it was taught for a long time that the ceiling was 60 grams of carbs, that gastrolly, we weren't able to, gastrolly, is that even a real word? Gastrolly, we weren't able to process any more than six grams or 60 grams or we get GI discomfort. Now, this has been since disproven that if you combine a number of different sugars, you can increase the absorption of carbohydrates. So Orla talks about how 120 grams is actually the new 60 grams and that's where the ceiling is for a lot of people. I've been playing around with this on Sunday spins. And I went out three Sundays ago and I tried 70 grams of carbs, no problem. Tried 90 grams of carbs the following week, no problem. Tried 120 grams of carbs the week after that using stuff like SIS's beta fuel, big problems. Big GI discomfort, pain to my stomach all day, came home from the spin, I was nauseous, I had to go to bed for the rest of the day. So it's playing around what works for you. So should you do it? Should you train twice a day? I think it's beneficial definitely in the short term. And if you're a sort of person who is getting back into cycling like me, it is massively beneficial. What was happening for a long time is I seen myself as an athlete. So I self-identified as an athlete. And when you self-identify as an athlete, that's very powerful because you have a series of habits. Athletes do certain things that non-athletes don't. Non-athletes go on the piss. Non-athletes eat shit. Non-athletes sleep in. Non-athletes are ill-disciplined. Di- Ill Athletes are none of those things. So when you see yourself as an athlete, you have a certain set of habits, you have a certain set of traits. When I drifted out of my athletic period of my life, I took on a new identity. I took on the identity of, you know, a businessman for a period, a lawyer for a period, and then a podcaster for a period. And there's a set of traits that goes along with each of those personas. Now, when I wanted to get back into cycling, I needed that identity shift to see myself as an athlete again. And when you're training once a day, for me, 
and I can only speak for myself on this, training became sometimes an afterthought where I'd look at it and I'd say, okay, I have 90 minutes to, I'll squeeze that in when I have a gap between podcasts. I'll squeeze that in this evening. Training became an afterthought and I still see myself as the podcaster who was squeezing in a training session here and there. But when you change to doing two sessions a day, your identity shifts along with that because you can't but be organized. You can't but lean into tools like Google Calendar and say, okay, exactly what time am I starting my session? Number one, exactly what time am I starting my session? Number two, your day becomes about your training sessions and you fit other things in around your training sessions. It's a small, almost trivial academic sleight of hand but it causes and it forces that identity shift. And when it forces that identity shift, you get and you inherit that set of legacy habits I talked about. Nutrition, discipline around going out late at night, discipline around sleep, etc., etc. It's working really well for me around a busy lifestyle. And I can see, and I'll, I've used it with coaching clients at the moment who are around struggling to balance sort of young families. I've used it with them for a long time and it works super, super well with them. It's a great way to stay at a top, top level if you're looking to still get the high weekly volume that you need to remain a category one or above. But you don't have time for getting in those long, uninterrupted, concerted, training rides like the four five six hour training rides that you need to stay at that level if you can't get those in it's possible to break them up in this piecemeal fashion and stay at that level despite the demands of we'll say growing up and being a real adult it really boils down to your schedule and your goals folks in general the main driver of performance is doing 80 percent of your workouts at lower intensity with 20 percent of your workouts at a higher intensity this is in general going to drive performance and we can you know what's the saying we can organize the chairs around the titanic many different ways but for me at the moment given my current lifestyle it's a super effective way to do it and the big unexpected side effect of this has been the identity shift that I start seeing myself as an athlete again and that's been powerful in a myriad of different ways Roadman thanks for tuning in I have an amazing interview tomorrow with Hannah Otto also just before I go we are relaunching our YouTube channel at the moment. I'm going to leave the link in the description down below where I'm going to start bringing the Tuesday and Thursday video episodes over on YouTube. So that's worth checking out too. Roadman, thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Have you ever wondered how good you could actually be? Each of us has a unique set of circumstances with work, family and social obligations, but we also want to fulfill our potential in cycling. Okay, okay, maybe you won't ever win the Tour de France, but for most of us, this is what cycling is about. So let us build you the perfect training plan around your lifestyle that's totally unique to you and will help you finally realize your cycling dreams. So whether you're just getting started on the bike or if you're a more seasoned cyclist, we have a suitable coach for you. So why not schedule a call with us and we can have a chat about how we can help you go further than you ever dreamed of in your cycling and fitness goals. Go to roadmancycling.com forward slash contact or pop me an email directly to sarah at roadmancycling.com.